takes his pen. Welcome to Prince Drive by Track Presents Stevie Wonder Classics, and today we'll be talking about living for the city. Uh, or as Stevie Wonder sings it, I mean, it almost sounds like he's singing shit hey, is how he, he sings the line. Um, and that's how sometimes that uh, deliberately, yeah. Uh, from the album Inner Visions, released on the 3rd of August, 1973. On the track, it is Stevie Wonder. He's doing everything. Um, apart from one of the lines where he got an engineer to say the line, um, you know, I think, it, I think it was actually the janitor of the building or something. He asked them to come in and record a line for him. Oh. Uh, otherwise, everything is Stevie Wonder on here. Um, yes, and uh, joining me to talk about today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Ed. Hello, Darren. I am living for this song. Because it is, yeah, I, 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 let's, yeah, let's just go. Let's just, let's talk about it because, okay, I'll just say it. Is this Stevie Wonder's best song? Is this his main, is this his pinnacle of music? That's what I'm trying to figure out because I don't, I don't know for sure, but I, I love it. Uh, I mean, I, it's, I, I mean, I guess you could maybe make an argument for yeah. maybe something like, isn't she lovely? I mean, I don't know. Like in terms, let's in terms of like his social. I mean, I think you have to kind of break it down between what's his best kind of like social commentary song from the seventies, because there's obviously a few of those on on these albums. Yeah. Um, and what is his best love song? Um, okay. And okay. you know, I I like I like Stevie Wonder. You know, bathing his daughter for some reason and making weird kind of noises with her on uh, "Isn't She Lovely." Um, but the, I mean, just the vocal line of it, isn't she lovely? Just the chorus. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. That's true. You know, you know. I mean, the song might be a bit sappy, but you know, it's a pretty great song. Um, but yeah, no, this may be. I mean, I'm going to go ahead right now, and I'm going to give the rating, which is six out of five. I mean, it's an amazing song. <laughs> like, I, I, oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I know. I, I guess just listening it over and over again, it was just so immediate and and. How much I, I love this when I think you pull out the call for us, uh, you know, this whole series. I, I wanted to go directly for this song. One, because I love it. And two, because I wanted to ask that question of is this his best song and just try to suss out, you know, what does it mean for him for it to be his best song? You know, how can it how can it be? How can an artist have a, a best song per se? In, especially when an artist has so many more achievement achievements after this. Um, as you know, but yeah, I'm just, that's why I, I wanted to go after this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and the thing is, as well, like this, I mean, this album, um, you know, in particular, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, the the kind of like the the commentary, um, in particular, like, uh, I think, you know, you you can't kind of talk about this song without kind of mentioning that obviously later on in this album we have, you know, he's Mister Know It All. Um, you know, which is kind of the probably the other kind of well-known kind of social commentary song on this album. Um, but I just think that this is kind of like an epic. I don't, like, you know, it's seven minutes and 22 of like, you know, everything that Stevie Wonder could kind of cram into a song. Um, and, you know, we have we have kind of him as well with like the backing vocals, um, you know, like I just kind of, you know, insane um you know uh like he's again he's doing everything he's you know he's doing he's got a moog bass he's got the drums he's got the fender roads which i think is the thing that really makes this song like so perfect it's just that fender roads is is like is so great you know kind of like the verses i don't know are kind of amazing it's it's really it's really weird because it's rare that stevie wonder ever like had a story song 
like a lot of it, mm, yeah, like a lot of his true. songs if they're kind of love songs they're mostly just about him declaring love in you know four different ways in each verse and and kind of the chorus being the kind of the main hook of the song and that's pretty much it like it's not like he ever yeah. kind of tells a story of like there's no story there's no song by Stevie Wonder that is like I met Cyrita and we got married and we're super happy and we're having this kid and like like there's nothing that kind of describes his life in that way um so here they you know just the fact that you kind of don't have a chorus you just kind of have the refrain of living just enough just enough right. for the city at the end of each verse and so it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're kind of getting a verse and then a chorus and then a verse and a chorus. it's like the story just keeps going um and so you have yeah. this you know and and obviously i can never do any justice but you know a boy is born in hard time mississippi just like the kind of the build-up of just like the kind of uh, Defender Roads, and then just him coming in with just those lines, and then you know, surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty. His parents give him, and that 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 bass drum yeah. is uh, just something that kind of shakes me to my core. Uh, listening to the song now and just listening to it, um, kind of just build. You know. Well, yeah, because you, like you don't, you kind of like the, you know, you don't get like the main kind of drum beat until like a, a few lines in. So you've just kind of got the Defender yeah. Roads is like the start of the song, and then you know, his parents give him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction. Like, like what I love about this is it's not just it's not just like the idea that um, he's telling a story about someone who is poor. Like you know, he's you know he's saying hard time Mississippi and all you know like so there's obviously. Um, you know, it's not an easy life for this person, but he's also making it clear, you know, he's got parents, you know, they sent him in the right direction. When we get to the second verse, you know, he says his father works some days for 14 hours and you can bet he barely makes a dollar. Like, you know, he's, you're getting such a kind of perfect picture of like how hard it is without him just saying this guy had a hard life, you know, like this isn't just him saying it's a hard knock life. This is him literally describing line by line how hard it is. Exactly. And not just that it's hard, but like they're doing as much as they possibly can. You know, like his mother goes to scrub the floors for many and you best believe she hardly gets a penny. Like the, these aren't two people who kind of, you know, this isn't a, a guy who's grown up without parents. He's grown up with two parents who are working really hard to kind of, you know, point him in the right direction, to kind of give him a better life, you know, to kind of help him out and try and bet his position. And yet, you know, obviously by the mm. end, we all kind of know where it ends up. But like, the, you know, this yeah. kind of... this, Which is, it's it's heartbreaking yeah. just how it ends up. And, you know, everyone's pulling. And I, I think when I was younger and listening to the song, I, I did, when I did think about it, it was like everyone's really pulling for success and in America, it was just making a point not to happen for people, yeah. for certain people, for especially black people. Well, yeah, you know, and this song comes out of not just the civil rights movement, but also the Great Migration for like million. Like my father uh, and a lot of relatives on my you know parent on my mother's side too. They were originally from the South and moved into uh, North, like New Jersey area, in the in the maybe 50s and 60s my father moved around the 70s so there is uh i mean that story and that relationship is very uh real yeah. i you know if i could add from my perspective. oh no i mean you know i i feel like uh as an extremely white person living in the uk i don't i don't think there's anything that i can kind of you know this story just kind of moves me it but it it, it isn't part of my history so um, you know, right. but also, uh, you know, I've, I've also heard stories, obviously, of when um, people kind of moved from the south 
um, you know, there was then kind of the white flight and, you know, you then had, and it's, yeah. and it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter where they, you know, where these people go, it's still uh, like, there's still disadvantages. Like they might, you know, they managed to kind of find themselves a better place and a place to kind of better themselves. And yet, you know, people are then like, oh, well, we don't want to live with these people, um, you know, which is obviously. Yeah. And, and, and redlining, yeah. uh, how, I mean, the redlining going on for decades and then that continuing, uh, through the, you know, ideally ending in the 60s, but kind of, you know, continuing in its own way, too. And fine. And, and but let's con- kind of continue with the story. If we want to go to like, you know, the next verse where he talks about uh, the, the family, like just the way that Stevie develops the actual family. And I think that's what also makes it more heartbreaking by the end of the song. But, you know, his sister is black, but she is showing enough pretty. Her skirt is short, but Lord, her legs are sturdy. Uh, those those lyrics always kind of <laughs> were a little, a little a tiny bit bothersome to me, but at the same time, I also kind of understood it as a there's a way to understanding as like the working woman, you know, in this in the south. I, I also think it's talking about as well um, what is considered like beautiful and how right. you know obviously certainly like I mean even in the seventies like you know media didn't have that many kind of like black women. Um, who were role models, yeah. I guess, like kind of outside of, I don't know, black exploitation and maybe like, I don't know, the Jeffersons. Like, so, like, just saying that, you know, um, his sister's black, but she's shown enough pretty. Like, it's like, you know, not only she's she black, but she's also a beautiful woman and, like, you know, kind of yeah. trying to, you know, again, her skirt is short, but Lord, her legs are sturdy. I, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got. I mean, again, you've got to remember this is like a you know twenty four year old Stevie Wonder, twenty five year old kind of writing these things. So, um, you know, occasionally he's gonna he's kind of kind of you know objectify people a little bit. But you know, I think it makes the point. You know, the kind of you know to walk to school, she's got to get up early. Her clothes are all, but never are they dirty. Again, like kind of this idea yeah. of kind of uh, you know, even though they have a hard life, kind of not allowing that to show and kind of still being proud and stuff. Um, and like you say, it is kind of heartbreaking how each verse kind of builds this family up so you know the you know the the kind of uh, you know like the, with the fourth verse saying you know her brother's smart he's got more sense than many his patience long but soon he won't have any and it's like so you know we finally kind of get into the protagonist of the song um you know we've we kind of you know obviously we start off with him as you know a boy is born in hard time mississippi but you know by the time we get to this this kind of fourth verse we're finding out you know like you know he's smart um but you know to find a job is like a haystack needle. Like, I mean, again, I love, I love when people kind of rearrange sentences slightly just to make it kind of rhyme. Um, and then the, you know, because where he, lo- he lives, they don't use colored people. Like, you know, it like, mm. it, it, it's like you have this kind of smart guy who's got like this family who are working hard and yet, you know, he's finding it hard to kind of be employed just because of the color of his skin. You know, even though this is kind of, you know, the mid seventies when this is kind of being, you know, sung, Obviously, this is a story, you know, of a, like this is being told of someone who's kind of in the late 60s. That's that's what it's always felt like for me is like, obviously, you know, given the sentence that he gets, um, you know, in a couple of verses time, it always felt like this is this is him a few years before, you know, this song kind of came out. So this is really kind of in the middle of the civil rights movement and him kind of trying to find right. a job. And the only thing he can do is kind of go to New York. Um, you know, and obviously that's where we kind of then get to, you know, the bridge. So I, I wanted to kind of look at it because I feel like it's not so much, it's not simply that the only opportunities are are in New York and he has to go there, but I always felt like they were fighting and scraping 
enough money so that they can or so that he if anyone in their family is going to go to New York so that he can go to New York and at least make something or start to make something not simply just the fact that um, New York or New York just well yeah I was gonna say any city but it is New York but New York City is the place where freedom is it's just like New York is where there's at least at least an opportunity compared to Mississippi yeah yeah and and I th- I think that's that's like the idea is obviously, um you know the family are working hard like you say if I mean it feels like if this had been like a decade later they would have been working hard to send him to college, um but in this case they're just working hard to send him to a place where they hope that the employment will be better you know like where where he can find yeah. a better job where he can find something that kind of you know m- kind of makes more money so it's a little easier for him than it has been for his parents or you know that it like it will be for his sister. Um, you know, and obviously we kind of, you know, we get the bridge, um, you know, which is kind of just amazing, like the kind of the, you know, uh, living for the city, you know, ain't, I just kind of like the <laughs> halfway through there, he, he slips in uh, the, the fucking crud is shitty as, as like a line, which I kind of love how, because he's layering it over and over with the like, you know, living just enough for the city and then the kind of believing just enough for that, like layering them over each other. And then he kind of keeps you know nothing but a city and you know everybody clap your hands and like he just kind of keeps adding these little ad libs and uh halfway through he does yeah. kind of say you know this fucking credit shitty which is kind of uh which is why i've always kind of heard him when he's singing living for the city it sounds like he's saying living just enough for the shit hey and I, d- I don't know if he's just kind of singing it that way just because that's how he wants to sing it or if he's just kind of trying to you know maybe slip something in there um but yeah and then obviously uh you know the part that on radio play kind of gets cut out is all of the kind of the, the spoken interlude and everything uh when he arrives in new york um you know uh, and I, I like how it kind of goes from you know the we hear the driver say you know bus for new york city and he's like hey bus driver i'm getting on that hold it um and then he arrives and he's like you know new york just like i pictured it and it's like skyscrapers everything, everything. <laughs> yeah um and then we kind of get we kind of get this guy who just basically approaches him and is immediately like uh run this across the street um and then as he does that he's immediately arrested um you know and then uh goes to a trial and a jury of his peers find him guilty and then he gets 10 years um and then a line that was sampled by a group that i do not feel that i can possibly say um finishes off this kind of this interlude um you know and like that like it's i don't know it's like i feel like it's a little cartoony in how quickly everything happens you know i i I do debate that every now and then kind of i i understand it feel it feels like he wanted to in the 70s there was just like all those kind of concept albums and those those concept albums turning into movies so it feels like this is supposed to be when he made the living in the or the inner visions uh movie when stevie wonders was going to make that and motown was going to make that before um the Wiz and before their other movies uh the last dragon um when they're going to make that i feel like this was supposed to be a part for that movie so maybe <laughs> if they actually made the movie this could have breathed a little bit more and that's why it definitely does feel a little cartoony and you, i'm trying to suss out okay what i mean i understand how Sometimes, yeah, it's the police, so sometimes they don't really need a crime. But there is that part of me that's trying to logically suss out what the crime 
was or what he was trying to what they were trying to what he was trying to what the uh, guy who gave him the stuff to walk across the street what all that was about and there is a kind of cartooniness but at the same time it's hard to not to imagine this is a part of like a a bigger thing on many levels that's how I yeah think and I, I think the thing is like you say i mean you know in the you know 40 something years since this album came out i think we could all realize that actually he didn't even need the guy kind of hustling him and giving him something we could have just gone straight to the arrest you know oh, like yeah. we could have skipped that part uh, but i think just for the sake of you know making sure that our protagonist is still kind of innocent it's like he got hustled into it by somebody else um and and it's just yeah. but yeah i mean it's a bit cartoony but at the same time mm. i don't want this song to be 15 minutes long you know like so he kind of just cuts it down to the essentials and right. you know we get yeah, we get yeah. like you know the the noise of the streets we get like the different you know the different voices that stevie puts on uh, like i said the final the final kind of like um, the final line which you know was sampled as we said by public enemy um uh, that line was actually delivered by a janitor, apparently, who Stevie Wonder asked to come into the studio to deliver it. Um, so that, like, you know, so that kind of it, it, we had somebody else kind of delivering that line, um, you know. And then, you know, once once we then kind of, like I say, I feel like all of that is meant to be set before he goes to prison. And then the present day, which is like, you know, uh, in 1974... Uh, this is kind of when he's getting out of prison. And then this is when we get the, you know, the Stevie kind of growly voice, which is probably my favorite thing in this, yeah. this entire song. When he's like, his hair is long, his, his feet are hard and gritty. He spends his life walking the streets of New York City. He's almost dead for breathing in air pollution. Uh, he tried and fought, but to him, there's no solution. Uh, living just enough, just enough for the city. So it's like he's got out of prison and basically he's got nothing, you know, basically, you know. And I, I think it's funny because obviously the time when this was kind of recorded, New York was like one of the worst cities in terms of like air pollution. So it's funny that Stevie Wonder puts that line in. Um, but obviously now, you know, that's not really an issue with New York. Uh, it's still actually a little bit of an issue more in California these days. There's like the smog is yeah. coming back. Um, and Beijing too, just throwing that out there. Beijing and China. Yeah. Yeah, so but it's just it's kind of it's kind of funny that he he kind of mentions that line because I think these days you could kind of be I don't know you could you could say he's almost dead from um, I don't know from climate change like I'm sure Stevie Wonder could make that rhyme better than me but like it feels like that kind of the environmental yeah. line is like it feels slightly out of place but at the same time it's like I don't know like the, you know the kind of harsh realities of living on the street means that climate change is going to make it worse for people living on the street like that's just yeah. a reality so um, you know. And also this this idea that like there's no solution, <laughs> like you know he he turned up in New York he got arrested he put in prison I'm guessing he didn't do the full ten years, um, you know I'm guessing maybe he did five um, but you know now he's kind of stuck he's you know he's on the streets in New York and despite the fact that you know his family have been working hard to kind of make things better for him, it's like it didn't it didn't it kind of amounted to nothing he just still ended up kind of in a in a bad position, um, mm. you know yeah almost like the, the heartbreaking part. Yeah, that story, well, that's it. that family, yeah. the the tragedy of it. Yeah, um, and then of course we get the final kind of you know I hope you hear inside my voice of sorrow. Then that it makes motivates you to make it better tomorrow. This place is cruel. Nowhere could be colder. If we don't change, the world will soon be over. And then we get the kind of wonderful final: living just enough. Stop just stop giving just enough for the city. Mm. And then we kind of get the. And then we get the outro. We get a fake ending, and then we kind of get the outro with the da 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 da, like kind of 
with the the, the moog um and then kind of at the end you know it kind of, i don't know stevie kind of flourishes it a little bit more at the end as well like it's not like the song just finishes he kind of adds a little bit more and a little bit more <laughs> it's i don't know it it feel it it gives the 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 song like a kind of epic feel like just that stevie keeps adding these little tiny bits and kind of you know kind of embellishing it just a little bit more but i do love the kind of message at the end which is like you know you know, listen to this kind of story of this person and, you know, let's try and make sure it doesn't happen. You know, the, you know, the place is cruel, you know, let's, let's, you know, stop giving just enough of the city. Like just yeah. the message of everyone living just enough. And now he's like, stop, you know, let's stop that. Let's, you know, let's kind of try and improve things, make things better. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. I just, I don't know. It's just such a, such a great song. And like you say, probably, I don't know, probably his greatest song, maybe his greatest song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. This this entire album is is full of those songs that might be his greatest song. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that, so I think that's the uh, trouble I have to kind of figure out, or maybe you'll figure yeah. out. I don't know. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I I I think like this on this particular album. I think this is the high point. Like, you know, I mean, you're only three tracks in, but already this is like you've already had like a couple of classics, and then this this kind of comes in. And it's like I I don't know like it's like the particularly like the use of the tonto as well is kind of insane and you know the bass and I don't know like the whole everything is orchestrated so perfectly um, and you know I can kind of understand why there is like an edit that skips out the little story bit bit in the middle um, but it I think I think kind of that adds to the song like if you're listening to the kind of like four minute version of the song I feel like you've missed an important part of the song <laughs> um, you know all you're getting is kind of the the kind of catchy living just enough for the city and it's I don't know that kind of end up feeling a little bit kind of like nine to five like it's you know it's like a hard it's a hard knock life like it just ends up feeling like a little bit about the kind of the work and how you're living for the city instead of being about the story which is you know this this the kind of downfall of this one person yeah um but yeah I don't know it's such an amazing song and it's just it's just one of those songs that like every time it comes on like you know I'll listen to it and I'll think yeah, this song's okay. And then as it gets going, I'm like, no, this song's brilliant. And then by the time it finishes, I'm like, this is a masterpiece. Like, you know, it's nice that I've then got Golden Lady to kind of come down in the next, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And even then, that's a great song as well. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, obviously I'll talk more about that in the next episode. So, yeah. uh, you know, let's go to plugs. Um, is there anything that you wish to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. And you can find us on Twitter at Stevie by Wonder. So thanks for being my guest here, Eddie. Thank you very much. And otherwise, just keep living with us.